I have no hope. I have no life. I'm on my way to an eternity separated from God in a place that he made for the devil, hell. But I put my trust in Jesus Christ and therefore I identify in his resurrection spiritually. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Welcome to In Grace. I'm Jim Scudder. I'm a pastor in the Chicago area, and I'm thankful that we have the opportunity to uh, speak about God and about the Bible and about the really important things of life and eternity. And that's what we do here at In Grace. Now, we've been in a series called The Story of Jesus. It's a chronological look at the life of Christ. We're almost done with that series, but we want to put a pause on that series just for another week and a half and we'll get back to that. But we want to talk about the resurrection. As Easter is coming up in just a week and a half, we want to talk about can the resurrection change my life? You know, Jesus lived 2,000 years ago, and that means that he died and arose 2,000 years ago. Can that resurrection help me today in our modern, technologically advanced society with all of our advancements and problems? I will say 100% absolutely. And I want to tell you how the resurrection can affect your life today as we jump off from the really interesting Bible verse in Philippians 3.10 that it says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. We're going to examine that. What what can the resurrection do for me? Not only, of course, can it save me because without the resurrection, there is no salvation, but how can it affect my life past just my salvation? And you'll be surprised at this six-part series. We're starting part one today, and I believe that you'll really be blessed as we learn more about the power of the resurrection as Easter is just around the corner. And I hope that you will uh, be blessed and benefited from this series. We also are excited because in July, we're going to be taking a group to Alaska. Now, we've done this before. We've called it our In Grace Creation Cruise to Alaska. And we have a meeting room every evening in the beautiful ship on Holland, America. We leave from the Anchorage area. It's actually Whittier, Alaska. And we cruise all the way down the Inside Passage, the beautiful towns and scenery and glaciers and whales and seals and bears. Oh my, we are going all the way to Vancouver, Canada. And it is a wonderful, wonderful journey where we have the, the room in the evenings to worship. We have special music by Majesty Music and Shelley Hamilton and some of her family. Uh, creation speaker Bruce Malone, my wife and I, I'll be sharing in the evenings as well. And we'll be with you. We'll be eating with you and fellowshipping with you. And uh, we're looking forward to meeting you. So if you'd like to come to Alaska, we have a free brochure on our website, In Grace Radio. Com, click on the travel button, and there you can see the creation cruise. You can download the brochure right there and print it out, or you can ask us to mail you a copy. You can also call us at 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, and get the information on our In Grace Alaska cruise. Again, it's a seven-day cruise. 
you get on, you unpack one time, you're, you stay in that room, and a lot of people are worried about seasickness. Well, it's some of the calmest water just because it's most of it's protected. Of course, there's some open ocean areas, but uh, most of it's very calm. My wife has no trouble, and she usually gets seasick, and uh, it's just a wonderful time. Now, some of you are also saying, well, what about COVID? Well, fortunately, the COVID uh, doesn't seem to have been uh, affecting uh, things as much anymore, praise the Lord. There's no vaccine requirements. There's no testing. So it's it's almost, I would just say it's back to the way it used to be. Praise the Lord. And so if you've ever wanted to do a cruise or go to Alaska, perhaps this is the time. This July, uh, our Ingrace Alaska cruise. So you can go to our website, ingraceradio.com, click on travel, and there you can get all the information. Or you can call us at 1-800-78-GRACE. And then also, let me mention that Ingrace has a really informative YouTube channel where we have Dozens of very interesting videos, lots of adventures where we go to Alaska in the wintertime to see the northern lights. Uh, we go down to the Keys and go diving. Uh, we have one about flying an airplane and how it relates to the Christian life. Uh, we have lots of them in Israel. We're actually going to be featuring one today at the end of the program called The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple, where we followed the red heifers from Dallas all the way to Israel, and we talked to rabbis and heart makers and all these people that are involved in trying to rebuild the Jewish temple. And so we would love for you to watch all of that on our YouTube channel. You can search for In Grace, and there you can subscribe to our channel, get alerts, and also like each video. More people will be able to see the videos that way, and more people will hear the gospel. You can also get the Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple three-part video series, uh, the full series, because on YouTube, we just have about half, the full series when you get the video. How do you get that? Well, you make a gift of any amount to Ingrace, and we thank you by sending you the Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple three-part video series, and I believe you'll really be blessed when you get that. And then those of you that can give $35 or more, we're going to send you not only the Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple, but we're also going to send you Armageddon's Dawn, an eight-part prophetic video series filmed in Israel and the Armageddon's Dawn prophecy chart. So to get all that, contact us at 1-800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. I love Easter. Do you all like Easter? It's awesome. On the way here, though, I had a really scary moment. I was driving and all of a sudden, a rabbit darts out right in front of my car. And I just missed it by a hair. Can you imagine hitting the Easter bunny on Easter? You know, it would just be awful. Well, we're going to be starting a series today, and this series will carry on after today. And I think all of you probably understand that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is something that can change our eternal destiny. But did you know that in Scripture, we're giving plenty of places that the Bible tells us that the resurrection not only can change our eternal destination, but it can change my life today. And that's what this series is going to be all about. Charles Dickens wrote an epic tale, the tale of two cities. It was during the, well, he wrote about the French Revolution and about London and in France, but the opening line is really epic, right? It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. I think that says all we need to say about life. Sometimes, maybe today, it's the best of times. 
but tomorrow might be the worst of times. This is just how life goes. Our family has suffered through a series of what seems to be tragedies. Both Karen and I have lost our fathers within about a year of each other. And you go through these things and you, you go through these times that it just seems so hard. But because of something that we're celebrating today, the worst of times is actually just a path to the best of times. The resurrection of Jesus the Messiah, something that can literally change your life. And what we're going to do is we're going to study some of these verses. This is a little preview, and I want you to be able to know some of these scriptures that the Bible gives us and how the resurrection can change my life today. We're going to be studying 1 Peter 1 in verse 3 where it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again. I love this. This is the idea of what Jesus was speaking to in John chapter three when he said, ye must be born again. And when Nicodemus or you or me put our trust in Jesus Christ, we believe in him, we're begotten again, we're born again. It's this whole idea of new life as we're celebrating that unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So this has a connection with the resurrection of Jesus and our life today. We're also gonna be studying Philippians chapter three and verse 10, it says, that I may know him, the power of his resurrection. You see this? That means the resurrection of Jesus Christ has power, not just to save us, but also to keep us and to help us to stay on track for the Lord and to live the life full of purpose that God has for us. The power of the resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. And then in Colossians 3, 1, we're actually gonna spend quite a bit of time in Colossians 3 in the next couple weeks, and I love this. If ye then be risen with Christ, how are you risen with Christ? Well, you have identified in his death and resurrection. You have put your trust in him. You say, I'm dead in my sins. I have no hope. I have no life. I'm on my way to an eternity separated from God in a place that he made for the devil, hell. But I put my trust in Jesus Christ and therefore I identify in his resurrection spiritually. So if I have been risen with Christ, Seek those things which are above. So this is now a series of things that God has for us in Colossians 3 on things that we ought to be doing in our daily lives in light of the fact that we identify with the resurrection of Christ. The resurrection can change my life today. Seek those things which are above. Where Christ sitteth, where is he today? Where is he right now? He's bodily, physically present at the right hand of the throne in heaven. He's coming back, the Bible says very clearly. But he's there at the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Powerful, powerful verses. And again, Colossians 3 continues of many, many different things that we need to know on how to live for the Lord. In Romans 6, in verse 9, it says, Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead, dieth no more. I love that too, right? As long as Jesus is alive, those that put their trust in him are alive. 
And the Bible says he will never die again. Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. So if you've identified in his death and resurrection, neither does death have dominion over you. Romans 6.10, for in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, I love this old King James English word, reckon. Sounds a little cowboy, doesn't it? Maybe southern, redneck. Likewise, reckon. That means to account to be true, to know to be true, to live as if it's true. Reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. Now that'll change your life. It'll change your life. Sin is the problem, right? Now sin is the problem that uh, makes it to where we need to be saved. And then uh, once we're saved, all of our sins are forgiven and God sees them no more, but we still have sin in life, right? So that won't send me to hell anymore, but it will hurt me and it'll hurt other people when I sin. So the whole idea of the Christian life is to sin less and less and less. You say, well, what makes you a Christian? Some people think you're a Christian because you're sitting in church on Easter. I mean, you do. People do think that. Some people think they're a Christian because they were born in America, a nation that has Christian foundations and principles as uh, our beginning. So you think, well, I'm an American. That means I'm a Christian. Or you think, well, I was born into a Christian family. Does that make you a Christian? Actually, none of those make you a Christian. A Christian is one who you personally say, I've sinned. I can't save myself, but right now I put my faith in Jesus Christ alone. Not works, not baptism, not giving to charity, not being good, because you can never be good enough to pay for sins. That's why God had to come and redeem us himself. How can I be saved from my sins? You put your trust in the one who paid for your sins. And then the Bible says you, you pass from death to life, you're a new creature, and now we can start to live like we're saved, live like we're Christians, and learn how to reckon ourselves to be dead unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. And then in Romans 8, 34, it says, and, and I love this because there's a lot of things in this world, a lot of people in this world that want to condemn you. But Romans is a whole series of incredible truths that will really encourage us. And it, and it, it starts to conclude this way. Who is he that condemneth? That old devil wants to condemn you, but he can't if you're saved. It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again. You're listening to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. Are you interested in the end times prophecy of the rebuilding of the Jewish temple? Then you need to watch In Grace's new video series, The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. Jim Scudder, Jr. will take you to amazing sites like the Temple Mount, the Dome of the Rock, and the land on the Mount of Olives purchased for the sacrifice of the red heifer. Jim Scudder has exclusive interviews with experts and people involved in rebuilding the temple. This new series will be yours as a thank you for a gift of any amount to In Grace. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness prophecy being fulfilled before our very eyes and see how all of this impacts our world today. When your gift is $35 or more, Jim Scudder will also send you an incredible eight-part video series called Armageddon's Dawn and a beautiful end-times prophecy chart. 
Don't wait. Get this video series today to order the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple. Call now, 800-78-GRACE, or order on our secure website, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. I love this poem that someone wrote. One Sunday morning, early bright, before the sun was high, loved ones came to see our Lord to say a last goodbye. But all they saw was an empty tomb and a stone now rolled away. Had someone taken the Savior out before the light of day? An angel sat beside the tomb, and surely he had known how joyful were the words he would say, our Savior rose this morn. But the ones who came that sad, sad day could not believe them true until the Savior called their names, and they cried, my Lord, it is you. And what a great reunion there as he was greeted one by one until the father called to him to say, my son, come home. But he is just a breath away. One thought can take you there and you can feel his presence when you go to him in prayer. We're talking about a resurrected Lord who is alive. And the fact that he's alive and the, flat, the fact that he wants to be involved in life changes everything. Not only does it change your eternal destiny, but it changes life today. It was the worst of times in Israel when Jesus died. Israel, as predicted by the prophet Daniel, had been suffering under multiple Gentile world powers that were oppressing the Jews. It was predicted that this would happen. Jeremiah, Ezekiel, other people predicted this to happen. It was the worst of times because Israel was being oppressed. The Jews were being oppressed. They were longing for a promise to be fulfilled. The promise that there would be a Messiah that would come and save. It was the worst of times because the Romans were an oppressive nation, an empire. But Ezekiel had promised and predicted something that's it's curious. If you look at Ezekiel 37, you're gonna see what we call the valley of dry bones. I don't know about you, but I don't think I'd like to be in a valley of dry bones. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. And caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were many in the open valley. And lo, they were very dry. I don't know why dry makes it so much worse. Bones are bad enough. But these were dry bones. Ezekiel 37 verse 3 says, And he said unto me, Son of man, this is the Lord speaking to Ezekiel, Can these bones live? That is a question. Can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Now this is speaking prophetically about a nation. It's the Jewish nation. And then 
Ezekiel sees in this vision, all of a sudden, all these bones start to gather and collect into skeletons. And then the skeletons start to form muscles and tendons and skin. What a vision this must have been. And then Ezekiel eventually saw the breath of God in these bones. And these bones lived. This is a prediction. Yeah, the worst of times from Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians and then the Medes and Persians and then the Greeks and Alexander the Great and then the Romans have oppressed Israel and have put them down. But there's a promise all through Scripture that Israel will be redeemed as a nation and be saved as a nation. And there's going to be this wonderful time of peace and prosperity. They don't have that now, although they are regathered. But they don't have that life. They don't have that breath of life yet. The Bible predicts it coming. The worst of times eventually will lead to the best of times for Israel. But that is the situation that we find ourselves when we get to the Easter story. Easter reminds us that there is a better time ahead. But think about the day of the Passion. Think about all that Jesus suffered. The night in which he was arrested, he was in a garden called Gethsemane. He was on the Mount of Olives. It was a mountain just off from Jerusalem. You can see the temple very clearly there. And if you can go there today, there are olive tree groves that uh, look up at the Temple Mount. Today, there's a, a, a mosque there, Dome of the Rock. But Jesus was there in that garden, and Gethsemane literally means olive Press, and there he was being pressed. He knew his appointed time had come. He had come for a very specific reason. His disciples thought it was to set up a kingdom right then and there. Jesus knew first he must pay for the sins of the world. And we'll listen more tomorrow to Can the Resurrection Change My Life? Part two, and I am so thankful for the resurrection. It's everything. It's everything to us as believers. And if you have never received Jesus by faith, he did die and he rose again. God rose again for you and uh, he's alive. And if you'll trust in him, you'll be saved. The power of the resurrection can change not only your eternal destiny, but also your life today. We also want to remind you that uh, on Wednesdays, we have a TV show on TBN. TBN is the largest Christian network in the world. And if you'd like to watch In Grace, tune into TBN tonight. You can also watch us anytime on YouTube. Search for In Grace. And there you can find all of our different programs. We have dozens and dozens of free programs where you can watch that. Subscribe to In Grace and also get alerts and like our videos. And then we also want to send you a video. It's called The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. It's a three-part video series where we had the opportunity to follow red heifers, these calves from the Dallas, Texas area, all the way to Tel Aviv and on into Israel. We were able to interview rabbis that are preparing for the red heifer sacrifice, which is going to help bring about the rebuilding of the third Jewish temple. This is predicted in the Bible. In Daniel, in Matthew 24, Jesus predicted it. Revelation predicts the rebuilt temple is going to be desecrated in the tribulation period by the Antichrist. You really need to see this series. We go in the Dome of the Rock. We go underneath the rock there at 
where Abraham would have offered Isaac and where the temple would have stood, the Holy of Holies. We go down inside there. We go in the Al-Aqsa Mosque. We actually show you wooden beams that have been hidden away that probably came from the temple. There's so much in this. You need to see it. A three-part video series, either by DVD or digital download. When you give a gift of any amount to InGrace, that money makes sure more people hear the gospel and will thank you by sending you this incredible video series, The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. Now, if your gift can be $35 or more, we're gonna send you two more things. One is an eight-part video series called Armageddon's Dawn. It's about Bible prophecy, it's filmed in Israel, and we have all sorts of prophecy experts on that, like Randall Price and Joel Rosenberg. And we're gonna send you the Armageddon's Dawn prophecy chart. Contact us today to get these incredible resources. As a thank you for your gift of any amount, Jim Scudder will send you the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple when your gift is $35 or more. He will also send you his eight-part video series, Armageddon's Dawn, and a beautiful end times prophecy chart. Order the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple by calling 800-78-GRACE. Go to our secure website, ingraceradio.com, or write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.